Hey, what's up, everybody? Back at you with another episode of the Betascape. Not alone. I'm very excited to welcome my guest to this episode on Twitter. He goes by the name Tennessee Bader. Welcome to the Betascape. Thank you so much for taking this call. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to speak with you. I follow your Twitter. I think it's so valid, so important, and so needed. Um, and the reason why I wanted to really talk to you is because I really wanted to get a perspective from a Black Bader. And I know that your Twitter is very much Black fraught matters, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my bait world name. Exactly, and, bait world there. Yeah, and the Twitter name is uh, Tennessee Bader. Talk to me about your social. How did that all start for you? Why did you get interested? How did they, how's that going for you? Okay, so it started last year during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and my friend was like, you know, you should create this Twitter that, you know, talks about Vaders, and I'm like, what? Uh, that's not interesting at all. Nobody would ever, like, you know, t- ten- it's not very popular in Tennessee to be a Vader. Like, it's just not. Okay. So I was like, okay, whatever, and we were on lockdown, so, you know, everything was closed, Nobody was doing anything. Nobody was leaving their house. No sessions. Everything, you know, the world had stopped. Like, the world had stopped. Yeah. So, I created the Twitter account, and it just took off. I didn't know it was going to take off or become what it's become. And I didn't even set out to be the voice, you know, or encourage other Vaders. I just wanted to, you know, it started basically out of boredom and the lockdown. I totally feel that. I feel like I started the same way. It was just something to do because I was like, oh, I'm here at home all the time masturbating. So I might as well just like do something fun with it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I never like your page is so popular. And I think I do know you from Bait World. And I never thought that I would be. I still think it's weird. People message me and like, can you give me advice? And I'm like, I'm just this little guy who I I try to but I try to help as much as I can other people because to me this community is all about brotherhood yes. and especially you know most baiters are into the same stuff so it's all about encouragement body positivity and you know that kind of stuff yeah no I totally agree and that's exactly why I wanted to reach out to you and I did some research on your um, Twitter um, but everything is so inspiring to me. And also, like you said, it's all about the brotherhood and I really, it's something that I really um, focus on. But can you tell me a little bit about your soul soul sexual journey? Like when did that start for you? When did you first start noticing that you were craving a different kind of sex in your life? So it started about 2017, 2018. Um, I always thought it was weird that I didn't like penetration like I'm like oh my god I hate penetration it does nothing for me um so when I discovered maybe it was a kick group or something like that mm-hmm. for black black baiters somebody told me about bait world and I was like what is this site so I get on there you know did my research and I'm like okay this is basically Facebook for baiters number yeah. one what is a baiter I don't know what any of this means and I learned pretty quickly. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
what everything in this crazy community is. And I'm like, okay, I have finally found my home. I have finally found my safe space. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that weird that I'm not into penetration and top bottom. Like that, my dick goes soft when those words come up. Like, I don't care about that. That is nothing for me. Yeah. So that's how it started. And since then, fast track, here we are now. Yeah, I think for like, it's, I think for a lot of beaters, um, and I hear this a lot from people that contact me via social media, like there, there is a point in our lives where we get really frustrated because there's really nothing out there for us. And you're looking at all this stuff and you're talking to your friends and people are having sex and you're just like, okay, why don't I feel the same way about these things that other yes. people do? And then you feel so alone. And it, that's kind of like the catalyst to be like, I don't have to feel this way. I know there's someone out there that feels just like me. And I, you know, thank God for the internet, right? It's like, and even when, let's say you're like talking to a guy and the conversation or sex comes up and it's like, you have to explain to them what a beater is. You have to yeah. explain to them what a is. You have to totally. explain to them the penetration. It's like, oh my God. It's like you dread that conversation as a beater in your head from the jump because you know it's going to come up and then you have to play Mr. Teacher. You have to play Mr. Educator if they don't already know what that is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes I feel like it's a little frustrating because I'm just like, God, do I have to explain it again? Um, especially to people that aren't aware of it because it's so much easier to kind of, you know, obviously we're beaters. We, we totally get it. Yes, um, yes. But I feel like I really have to be in that mindset or I really have to be into that guy to be like, okay, bro, I'm really feeling you. Let's really talk about this because I really want this to work out between us. Right. But it's like, I have to tell you something. Something's different about me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's like Michael Jackson in the thriller video. I'm a little bit different from the other boys or the other <laughs> men. And here we go. You know, I'm going to tell you what baiting is. And I'm going to put on my. You know, going to my full like English professor mode and tell you what baiting is and look at the chalkboard or the dry erase board and here we go. So what's your been what's your experience been like with that? Like what's the been the reception when you tell people? It's been really good. Um okay. you know, I just try to educate as much as I can, even though sometimes it can be highly frustrating. Sure. But um that's why I just try to stick primarily with other baiters that way there's no need to you know uh but you know sometimes even with that you have to it's some guys who um want to fry and have never fried it before mm. so they don't know what feels good they don't know uh how to do it properly or you know what they like so you know it's all a case-by-case -case basis and you know that just you know, it's been really good. It's been really positive. Uh, so I'm very lucky in the aspect that I hasn't been, I don't think I have any horror stories to share. I wish I did. That would make this podcast so much interesting for you. <laughs> no, I think it's already fascinating as is. Um, no, I, I can relate to the frustration because sometimes I feel like um, when I'm with someone that doesn't know anything about like soul sexuality and masturbation and baderness, it can be, it can be exciting, you know, with the right person and say, Oh, I, yes. especially, especially if they're starting to get into it. Right. Cause then you begin to know like, Oh, they're kind of solo, but they're not realizing it yet. And they're getting like a taste of it. Because you, know you can, 
you can see the look yes. in somebody's eyes, especially like doing a fraud session when everything connects and clicks. Yeah. And it's like they're feeling something they never felt before. Or, you know, you can just tell. It's like, it's like, this is going to be the weirdest analogy, but it's like a little kid. You can just tell when it clicks. You know, you can just it's tell. It's like a it light bulb moment. Yes, it is. It's a light bulb moment. Everything makes sense. And yeah. you're like, okay. It's, but you're right. It's all about the vibes and the person. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can feel like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to educate this person on, you know, agent fraud. But other times you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. If you want to, if you want to be taught, let's, let me teach you. And hopefully, fingers crossed, this is good. Also, too, I think it's really important to understand, like, all baiters aren't monolithic. Like, we're not all the same. Correct. And so, like, we have to really begin to understand, like, while we may like the same thing as masturbation, we all do it so differently and we all experience so differently. And I can remember That's a couple great. of times like hooking up with a couple of guys and um, like you said, like say for example, the whole frauding situation, like I remember they wanted to do frauding and they would like do it in a way that was really intense or like really fast and it'd be like, whoa, 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 like, like let's slow down here. And I think people like are watching porno and they're just like, oh, I, that's how you fraught. But I think it's really right. important to remember that everyone is so individual in how they like their sex. So like your frauding style might be different from my frauding style. And it's really important to be able to communicate that to each other. You know what? This is very interesting because just today, like three hours ago, I got a message from one of my followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the message said, what can I do to become a better baiter? Because all the baiters, all the guys I bait and fraud with consider me a lousy baiter. And I was like, ugh, I don't know how to answer that. But I'm like, you know, it starts with a conversation. Like, I could ask you, what are you into? That's, you know, I always like to approach it. What are you into? What fetishes do you have? Because mm-hmm. what you like may not be what I like. And you yep. know, everybody has everybody has their bar and everybody has their limits as to what they're into. That's right. Now, I like body hair, man, muscle, nipples. You may not like those sort of things. So we need to have a conversation to set it up to where we know what's appropriate and what's not. Just like normal sex. Yeah. But it's just that we know we're not gonna do penetration. So I told yeah. him, I said, look, I said, look, you need to start having the conversations beforehand and you have to know like there are levels to this bait shit you have to know you have to know <laughs> that's true <laughs> what type of baiters you are dealing with now yeah. somebody i don't know what le- okay so i don't even know what level i'm on but i'm going to use you and as, as example you are a master baiter to say the least <laughs> you are <laughs> so you are like top notch you're, you're like on your king shit so i would not put you with a well i could put you with a level one beta but depending on what kind of moves you know you're gonna do the education i don't know so you have to know <laughs> you have to know who you're dealing with that's that's, yeah, that's yeah, you're with right. anything you have to know what level what level are you bringing to the table and what level do i need to work with but I, I also, too, that, that, take, that does take time, right? 
Like, I don't want to give the, I don't want to give the impression that you're going to wake up and be some like masturbator. Like I, it took me a really long time too. Like I would say, um, five, six years to get to where I'm at right wow. now. And that wow. was, and that was like learning and like doing my own research and like in, in practicing on myself. Right. It's like, you want to get better at the gym, put in the time when you're baiting, like you're only going right. to get better with that. But I'm so curious to know, like, how did you get so comfortable talking about this kind of stuff? Like when you, when you tell me that you ask these questions to people, like, how did that, how did that come about in you? Have you yeah, always been um, interested in sex also like sex education and sexuality? No, not now that I think about it, no. Bait World certainly helped. Bait World and the, the groups, the uh, Black Bait and Fraud groups I went in, they helped me because like I said, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know this was a community. I didn't know this was a family. I didn't know this was a brotherhood. So yeah. I had to um, learn, I really learned the rules, but like ask them important questions. Have an open dialogue. That's what it's all about. Just like we're doing right now. It's about having that dialogue, having that conversation yeah. of, you know, what style do you like? What, what what type of videos do you like to watch? Okay. Yeah. Well, we can watch those and bait together. Or uh, what fetishes do you have? Or how many times that do you like to bait? Or are you into fraud? Because it's some guys that like to bait that are, don't, want, don't like to be touched. Yeah. You know, it's just that you have to, like you just said, you have to, whatever you want to be the master at, you have to do your research. You have to get in there and put in the work. And that's what anything in life, a relationship, your job, anything, you have to put in yeah. the work. Yeah, you're totally right. I was having a conversation over breakfast Sunday, yesterday morning. Um, and I was talking to my friend, I was like, oh, it's so curious to me how people have different interests. And like someone that's into like, I don't know, race cars will know all about cars and the people who drive them and when they take place. And I'm just like, yeah, and I'm really interested into sex. So I'm always asking people like, what kind of porn are you into? I'm like up on the new porn stars and yes. like where it's taking place and who the only fans. And I'm just like, but there's so much. And I feel like a lot of people are interested in these things, but there's so much shame. And it's like, it's like a guilty pleasure. And it's like, well, why does that have to be so guilty? Why can't we just be proud of the fact that we're talking about sex over brunch? Well, here's the thing. And I hope I'm not jumping ahead with the questions. But here's the thing. So in the Black community, there's mm -hmm. such a taboo about male nudity or about mm -hmm. um, masturbation or, you know, about it's it's not weird to watch porn we're men yeah no matter if you're gay straight bi pan whatever you define your sexuality and it's just i love that you're so open about bait life and talking about it and promoting it and uplifting the fellow man that calls himself a baiter so i really do appreciate men like you um who are putting in the work to educate people about this because I feel like it's quickly, quietly, but quickly going mainstream. I've seen it in a lot of videos. Like, yeah, a lot of fraud is happening, a lot of beta is happening. And I'm like, when did this become a thing? 
Like I'm glad it is though. I'm very glad it is, but I don't want to jump ahead of the questions because I have so much more I have to say about this. So yeah. No, that's it's totally fine. Let's just talk about it. Talk about wherever you wanted to go. Let's talk about the black community. Yes. So what, what exactly do you want to know? And I don't know how to like I mean, I want to, I mean, that's not my lived experience. Um, uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm Mexican-American. I come from a, a very heavily Mexican neighborhood. Um, but I'm always so curious to know about other cultures, other demographics, and other people living their better lives. Um, and that's one of the main things that really interested you, because you're very much into Black lives matters. And so am I. I support the cause, I support the culture. Um, but I don't know what, like, I, I'm not in it. Does that make sense? Right, like, right. I could, I could right. never be. So I'm curious to know, like, the baiters who are Black and who aren't in it, what's that lived so, experience like? So, okay, I'm going to since okay, so let's just use me and you because we're both uh, PLC baiters. Yep. Um, I feel like more representation is needed in the baiter community for PLC baiters. Mm-hmm. Not just Black baiters. You know, we are here. We're proud to be baiters. Like, even if you go on Bait World, and I love Bait World, don't get me wrong, you're going to see a majority of white baiters, and it'll be one Black baiter thrown in there for diversity, and then it'll be one, you know, Mexican baiter thrown in there for diversity. And my thing is, that's not diversity. Show, sh- show us. We're here. You yeah. know, we love Bait, too. Um, I have so many, and I'm sure you do too, because your your page is very popular. Um, you know, guys from other countries who don't even speak English, mm-hmm. who are baiters. Show mm-hmm. us, we're here. We're you know, um, one of the things that frustrates me about the black baiter community, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say this, it may ruffle some feathers, but it is what it is. Um. And maybe you can, I want to hear your thoughts about the uh, the Mexican side of, you know, the Baylor community. Mm-hmm. White Baylors can get together, not ask any questions, get together, go in there, be proud of their bodies, be proud of everything God gave them, bait, have the most intense bait sessions, and it'd be amazing. It'd be so connected, like connecting souls, like brotherhood for real. Mm-hmm. Black baiters, we gotta know who's gonna be there. Is so and so gonna be there? Are the thick guys gonna be there? Because I'm not into the fat thick boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's that it's that type of stuff that I feel like if we were more like, you know, I'm not trying to say we need to be like the white baiter, but it should it should it should be about brotherhood. It should be about correct, correct. So how yeah. how how is it on you know? Uh, you know, I yeah, because I, I can't speak for that. So yeah, no, I mean, I feel like same way, and I feel like growing up in my gay, um, because I grew up as a gay man, and I went to the clubs and stuff, and and I always, I always questioned why, if I'm going into a gay scene, like other gay Mexican men, just didn't, we didn't hit it off in that way. And it was so bizarre to me because I thought, God, well, why are you giving me attitude and why are you against me when I'm Mexican too? It, it right. really should be the opposite. We should be really holding each other down because Correct. guess what? All these gay white boys around here are the majority. So why are we even attacking each other? And Preach. What I think it is really is that, and I'll speak for myself personally, like growing up, like 
watching media and watching film and watching television, what I was really learning to do was internalize hatred of my own culture. Because guess what? I didn't see myself represented in film and television. So I was just like, well, I don't want to be this if it's not good or successful. And all the things that were Mexican, where you were like a mechanic, you were a housekeeper, you weren't mm-hmm. educated, you were the best friend, you were like the lonely sidekick. And it's just like, well, where's the where's the strength in my culture and my community being represented Correct. to me? And so growing up, all you could be was like, okay, well, you got to be like the white man to be successful, right? Right, right. That was, that, that's, these were all the messages, and especially in the gay community. If you weren't white, then you weren't good. And so Correct. I've had to really do a lot of, of, of shadow work to really unlearn all those negative messages and say, hey, I'm really brown, I'm proud, and this is my sex. So <laughs> it was kind of like this like layered of, of shame that I had to dig myself out of. And I'm, you know, I, truth be told, I still struggle with it a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I'm just like, no, this is what the fuck it is. And this is what I have to offer. And so right. I think I think that's the beauty of social media because we can curate what we want to say yes. to the people we want to say it to. And see, in my case, you know, to me, and I, I think you're going to agree if you don't, let me know. You know, part of being a beter is I don't care about your dick size. That does not matter mm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't mind fighting and baiting with a thicker guy. You know, I'm a smaller guy. I don't mind fighting and baiting with a thicker guy. Mm-hmm. I don't mind fighting and baiting with a guy that's my size. You know, it, body type does not matter to me. But it's some baiters in the Black community. And let me be very clear. I'm not just saying the Black community, because it's in, it's in every community that sure. you have guys that are like this. So I don't I want to put that out there. But, you know, it's really hard if you're doing even... Case in point, case example, if I'm doing a, a bait session at a hotel with like six or seven baiters, three of the guys probably will ask, what body type is coming? What, you know, and I just, that shouldn't matter to me. Let me just say this. When I say one thing, that, and this happens in every community, it's not just the black community, mm-hmm. but, you know, if I'm hosting a hotel bake session with six or seven black baiters, two or three of them are going to ask, you know, what body type is coming? Or I have to make sure there are no thick guys there. Or, you know, and I'm, it shouldn't be about that. It should be about brotherhood. It should be about, you know, but everybody, because everybody is not the same. Just like you said earlier, we're all bringing different fate experiences to the table and that's what I want to celebrate and that's what I want to uplift because um one of the more popular black baiter pages is the cruise baiter and I think Mm -hmm. he does an amazing job of uplifting the black baiter with all different body types and you know he has some of the hottest videos so I don't know if you're familiar with that page but Mm -hmm. it's one of the better ones and he uplifts black baiters and celebrates bread black baiters and promotes black baiters in such a positive and beautiful and sexy way that it's like oh my god how can you not react to this that's amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna find that person i want to follow I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send it to you okay perfect but my question to you is why do you why do you think um when you get these parties together why do you think that question's being asked like with regards to body type 
You know, I'm not sure because I've always been, you know, on the thinner side. So I get, I'm going to assume it has to do with body shaming of guys who are bigger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes Um, sense. Which I I don't stand for at all. Like, I've made an affair with guys who are 215 and 300 pounds, and it's been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know what? What do, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that's the issue that comes up a lot? Um, I mean, I've I've learned to. I mean, for me personally, anytime someone asks me for body pics, or I know I've been when I've gone on like Grinder or Scruff or um. I haven't experienced it on Bait World, but it's been more like on these apps. Anytime someone asks me for my waist size, it's an automatic no. They they've done that to you? Oh oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because on my on my profiles, I'm honest about my weight. I'm a bigger guy. I'm a thick guy. I'm six three. I'm like two thirty. Yes, um, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but when they see that information, they're curious to know what my waist size is, as if like my the shape of my body will be better suited for them it's a very bizarre thing so i mean i don't get i don't get angry i used to get really upset about it i don't get angry so much anymore because i i, I totally understand that it's something that's totally on them it's something that they right to identify as something that's pleasurable for them and they obviously have a lot of um they have a lot of like growth um in that area but that, um, okay you just so pissed me off. My mood went from like that is wow. so crazy. That's crazy to me. That's so crazy to me. But, like, I, but I also live in Los Angeles, so Los Angeles is very like all about the looks. And I live in a culture like a celebrity culture world. Trust me, I can go to like any store here. Everyone thinks they're an influencer. Everyone thinks they're like some kind of celebrity. <laughs> like the yeah. cash register at Target will give me added to it, and I'm just like, you work at Target, bro. Like. What's like, going on here? How, how many, little do they know, I'm a influencer of the night community and I have a very <laughs> successful podcast. You can fucking do it, okay? That's what, you can do. <laughs> That's what I really I want mean, to if, Yes, just, if only you could just be like, yes, I'm an influencer, all right? Just, you know, in a different kind of way. I'll yeah, influence yeah. you with this elbow, but okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I just like, so those are the things that I get here and it, it's like, and which is part of the reasons why I don't feel like I want to live in LA anymore. I mean, I don't see my future here. Um, right. I definitely, I'm definitely having the itch to, to move out of LA where I don't know. Um, I'm actually packing um, for a trip. I'm going for my birthday this week. I'm going to go to Santa Barbara and hang out for a little bit. Oh, have a, a happy birthday! Oh, thank you. It's on yes. the 11, it's on the Wednesday. Happy early birthday! I hope you have. I hope you get some good bait time uh, during your vacation. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of good bait time. <laughs> Thank you yes. for sure. Ho- I'll ho- even, hopefully, I'll, yeah. hopefully it's not solo. Um, I don't know. We'll see what kind of trouble I get into. <laughs> I'm yes. a pretty adventurous guy. <laughs> I'm going to so, my mic. Okay, perfect. Um, so talk to me more about like growing up and, and, and living in Tennessee. Like, what was that experience like for you? Um, and like, when did you come into like your sexuality? Like, how did you learn about sex and how, what was that adventure like for you? You know what? So I'm a child of the 90s. I was born in 1990 and nobody ever just sat down and talked to me about sex. So mm-hmm. how, how old are you? I'm 38. Okay. 
So, do you remember the uh, HBO show Real Sex? I do. Yeah. Yes. So I would watch. You know, it's so funny. So I would watch that show, you know, late at night when I was a young lad, you know, totally not supposed to be watching that. The TV would be on Nickelodeon or the Cartoon Network, you know, that would be the last channel. That way, if anybody, you know, just so happened to get up, I could just hit that button so quick. Oh, I'm watching Lisa McGuire. Yes. Um, watching cartoons. Um, and you know what's so crazy? One of the segments that sits in my mind from that show, okay, it was an episode of uh, HBO Real Sex. They had this um, guy who was a sex, doc- sex doctor. He would get together a group of guys, probably about nine or ten guys, to have a retreat in the woods, somewhere in the woods. Uh-huh. And what they would do would be completely disrobe and bait. Uh-huh. That stuck in my head. And I never made that connection until I discovered the beta world. And I'm like, I've been prepping for this my whole life. <laughs> I just did, I just didn't know about it. Well, I was just always so curious. I think I feel like every you know every person experiences it, obviously. But I'm always so interested in like male um, discovery of the human of the male penis, because <laughs> I love the male penis. I think it's like structure. It's like art to me. And I'm yeah. always talking about how like powerful it is. It just kind of sticks up there, and you can like there's so much art around it. So I'm really fascinated with it. Um, but I'm always so curious. Can, can I know, tell like, you that? Yeah. Can I tell you that story? Can I can we go into that story? Now yes. this is this is going to be a little. We all have to land somewhere, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right into it. Okay. So it was one one New Year's Eve. It was me and my cousin hanging out. He said, "Do you know what jacking off is?" And I said, "What? What, what is that?" I'm like twelve. I don't know what that is. So obviously I was. I don't know if I was behind or I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what that means. So he said, well, you know, pull yours out and let's compare. And that's what we did. And he's about 16, you know, older than me. So he was, you know, educating me on what it meant to, you know, bust a nut. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try that tonight. He told me exactly what to do and how to do it. And we you know, compared, and he told me, you know, how to do it. And that night, I took his instructions, and I, and you never forget your first time, right? I feel like I might have forgotten my first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm such a, I'm a bad baiter. I should remember my first time, but I've been no, for, so, for so long, for so much. You're, like a, you're an icon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's how... I officially broke my Bader cherry into the, into the, and, but you know, back then, you know, it was not Bader. It was, you know, just jerking off. Yeah, jerking off. But I do remember being quite young and like discovering porn at a very early age. I feel like I discovered porn when I was like, I don't know, like 10, 12. And I was probably like um, looking at like a family member's like porn stash. Like, and I think inevitably, like a cousin was like, oh, look at this VH. VHS video right and you'd like watch it together right it was like this unspoken thing that would happen um but when I think about it now and I'm just like I think a lot of beaters like have like um 
they like reminisce about that and so they want to like reenact that kind of like scenario because I've been in situations with other men where it's just like there's this like um it's kind of the thrill right the thrill of kind of being naked together like slowly touching each other's like dicks and like having that kind of like raw sexual intimacy with one another where you don't even speak you're just kind of getting aroused at that moment right (laughs) okay good I'm glad you're now you got me now you got me like fantasizing in my head about you know sessions in the past yeah exactly (laughs) but I think also too like uh, you know for myself like my my a lot of my sex is very mental like when I'm having sex which is probably the reason why I like show off and record it because I do record a lot of the things that I do. I just don't show them um, a lot on social. But um, when I am having sex with someone else in the room, like I'm recording every single thing that's happening because when they get off and they leave, I'm going to get off thinking about the things that just happened. Does that ever happen to you? I don't think so because I have to be so my focus is being completely in the moment mm-hmm. and making sure that this experience is not a one-time thing mm. so I have to like I want to make sure that if we were dating together that I'm doing my best to please not only myself but also you because I don't want this to be a one-time session thing if we can make it more than one time, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So I'm, I'm totally dive into the moment and connected to the moment or else my mind will wander and I'll be like, you know, thinking about something else. I'm not thinking about, you know, this moment. Yeah. I feel like that too. And I feel like the goal with me always is to like have it be like a continued thing. Cause I feel more yes. comfortable when it's like, you know, with their life, you know, I feel more comfortable when, you know what they like right what their sexual needs are and like you begin to have that conversation it becomes again like you said like a brotherhood in which you can bait and then like grab pizza or a beer afterwards i think that's like the goal that's that's to me it's the goal the goal is to maybe like bait go grab dinner listen to some music watch a movie like totally like you know a romance, a beta romance, you know? I like the a beta romance. I, I love that. Like, that's the goal. It just has not happened for me yet because I live in such a shitty area that, like, nobody here is a beta. Or if they are a beta, they're like, you know, level one beta and I have to teach. And he doesn't have time for that right now. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you that. Where, if you're, if you don't want level one betas and you're, seeking a higher level beater where do you go to do you meet these people on twitter or do you find them in different areas do you travel a lot well not now you know what? pandemic but back in the thrones of a pandemic my friend and we hate it um yes actually i've had a lot of guys who have reached out to me on twitter it mm. just so happens that we're back in the thrones of i feel like what's going to be another like massive lockdown session soon god i hope not yeah. But um, so a lot of the guys I've talked to are in this area or, you know, hour or two hours away. We just haven't met up because, you know, pandemic still. Yeah, for sure. So, but um, but um, they can be, you know, 
I want them to come with some education to the table. How do you feel? Like, I know sometimes, like we already talked about, we don't feel like teaching. So I feel like now I really want somebody to know, that, let's just have the conversation. What do you like? What do you not like? Blah, 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 blah. And let's get it going, you know? I think for me, like, if I'm, like, I do, like, other things other than masturbation. Um, right. Mas- masturbation is my primary sex. But, like, if it's just going to be, like, a quick thing for me to get off, um, then it's, I don't need to have a, a huge conversation. Like, it's a couple of sentences, and then they're over, and it's done. Like, I I don't have a problem with sexual, like, casual hookups that way. Um, right. But if it's going to be someone that I'm, like, really into, and I'm starting to have, like, a really, like, conversation like a, an in-depth conversation with them and I'm feeling the vibe and the chemistry then those conversations start to happen even before we meet up so I'll right. like it'll be like a conversation on grinder or scruff and it's like what are you into well this is what I'm into because when I'm on these socials like I have it labeled on my profile solo sexual right. well I have a question I have a question mm-hmm. so since you live in LA mm-hmm. and you know the vape scene there is what I would imagine to be so like you know good how is the vape scene there it's good I mean there's there's a lot of beaters in LA it's hard to meet up because LA people have like schedules that I'm using quotation marks and they're just like no no it doesn't fit my schedule it's it's hard to lock people down into meeting but that's just LA in general people are so busy right people got shit to do which I totally understand but I feel like the baiters here are much more accessible because they're closer to one another because it's such a big city um but the thing that I find so curious is that there's people here in LA that you can that I can find that might not necessarily know that they're solo sexual or they're not into penetrative, they're not into penetrative sex. They're not really into masturbation, but they're into other sexual acts. And that's always interesting. Um, Like for example, like yesterday, I just had some guy like come and worship my feet and that's all he did. Oh, wow. How was that? It was great. Cause I just masturbated the whole time. (laughs) So, so, so that's what I, that's what I find so interesting in LA that you can you can pair with someone that might not necessarily be into masturbation but they're right. okay with they're okay with you being into it because it's um it lets them appease their sexual appetite does that make sense yes oh my god that's see you know I live in a mm, I live in a and I would say a middle-sized that doesn't make sense an average sized town I'm like mm. 90 minutes away from Memphis, two hours away from Nashville, just to, mm. like, pinpoint that. So, okay. you know, those type of stories that you, like, L.A. and New York and Atlanta, I feel like are the main three places for baiters. Mm. And maybe also Washington is another place that baiting seems to be very popular at. And I'm always interested in hearing y'all's stories, you know, <laughs> about bait because it's so like you know bait clubs every saturday and it's like oh my god I, the baiters dream right there the baiters dream that is true we do have like um i think in la we have like la city jacks and i think new york has yes. the same thing and i think in atlanta yes. has the same thing so i can see how that's that yeah that's totally i can see the draw the um the excitement of being able to go to these major cities and being like, oh, there's so many much people there. That, and also too, I feel like since there's so many more people, there's so much variety of sex that you can get into. 
um, which I often forget and I feel so bad because I'll get hit up by people that live in like Oklahoma or like Ohio and I'm just like oh my god I, that's so crazy that like it's such a small it's such a even smaller place to live because I've never right. lived in those areas like I've just been in LA my entire life and I've always, I'm just so used to just being so big and diverse so it's so interesting to me to always hear these stories of like these much smaller cities and like the hardship and, and, and challenges that people have to like really obtain right. the sex that they want. Well, yeah, and shout out to the people who live in the bigger towns because right before everything shut down last year, me and a friend were planning to go to the Nashville City Jets um, retreat or, or monthly meeting. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, right before everything shut down, we were planning on going to Nashville for the Nashville Jacks uh, session. And then they sent in an email. We had booked everything, the hotel room, everything, you know, was paid for. And they sent an email, you know, sorry, we have to cancel because a lockdown is about to happen because they have this uh, new strand of the COVID-19. And yeah. I would imagine that was in... March of last year and mm-hmm. so they hadn't met up since January or February of last year but that's the closest area um two hours away that I think anything is happening something may be happening in Memphis and maybe have a Memphis chats thing going yeah. on but I really don't think so so you all are very lucky to be in an area where um you know debate is popular <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I do take it for granted. So, like when I have conversations like this, I'm just like, oh, like I just, I stay humble. I'm just like, yes, I'm very right. grateful to like live in a big city. Um, so to all the Black Vaders, be also be free. You know, a lot of times we put, and maybe not even just Black Vaders, like Vaders of color. We're not uh, afforded the same opportunities as white Vaders. Yeah. So let's have that dialogue. Let's. What do you think some of those? What do you think some of those opportunities are? Well, like I was talking about earlier, black uh, white Vaders can you know just meet up. It's kind of like the frat house, the frat house mentality. Got it. You know, you just think about what you've seen in movies, Hollywood mainstream Hollywood movies the front house mentality, let's get drunk and get naked. You know, batters of color, we're not afforded that same opportunity because if we are, you know, not to go into that rabbit hole, but you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. be, for, be, be number one, be proud of your body. Like you were saying, you're a thicker guy. Mm-hmm. There's no, to, to me, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Fuck who was ever asking me about your waist size. They're a piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. that's number that's number one. Yeah, be pr- be proud of your body and what you're working with. And if you don't like what you're working with, change it. Go to the gym. Do what you need to do. It, to me, dating is about happiness mm. because dating makes me happy. Dating has helped me with my body issues. I had open heart surgery when I was twelve years old because I was born with a hole in my heart. Oh wow. So imagine being a teenager 
and not wanting to take off your shirt because you have a um, scar going down your chest. Yeah. Like, baiting has helped me with that. Now I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Also, because also I'm older, you know, I'm 30, and now I just don't care. But, you know, baiting will help you with so many issues that you have. Yeah. And I just want to encourage other baiters, especially black baiters, be proud of what you have, no matter what you're working with, body and dick size. And, you know, find find your tribe out there. Find your tribe of baiters. They don't have to be, you know, necessarily black baiters, baiting with other brothers. Find your baiter tribe. Find your brotherhood. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think um, sometimes it's really hard to articulate, like, the power that masturbation has had in my life. But what essentially what's happening with soul sexuality is you're being alone with your body and you're honoring everything your body has to offer. So it's... Your flaw, you're honoring your flaws and all. Yes, that's exactly what that is. And I think yes. what, it, what you're turning what you perceive to be your flaws as unique characteristics that are to you. And I think that comes with experience. And I think that comes also with age and with time. Like I said, like it's right. taking me, it's taking me five or six years to get to this abatedness of where I am today. And that's baiting every single day. To me, baiting is meditation. It's practice. It's my right. lifestyle. So, so I don't, I don't feel complete when I'm not baiting. If I go so a couple a of days about, yeah. I have a question. What is something that the younger you would have looked at as a flaw, but now the older you embraces and totally like worships about yourself, body-wise? My hair. Why, why did you used to not like your hair? I'll tell you a story. And I don't think I tell people much the story, but um, I remember going to church as a young boy. We grew up, um, I grew up in a church and um, I remember like, I don't know what we were doing. I think we were eating after church or something. And my mom was talking to another woman at this church and her son, and we were you know, playing around. And I overheard my mom say, oh, your son has such a beautiful hair. And he had this beautiful, like blonde, straight, like hair on his head. And I remember just feeling like, oh, like my mother never complimented my hair. Cause my hair, when I was younger, my hair was very coarse. Um, and it was very dark and black. And I remember just like growing up thinking that my hair wasn't good. And I didn't like it to be curly. And I remember I spent years like relaxing my hair, <laughs> cutting my hair so that it was softer, so that it was straighter. And I never liked the curl. I always had really short hair. Um, and it was only recently until the last couple of years where I was just like, oh, I really like my hair now. And I remember right. like going to my barbers and being like, I have this thing with my hair. And my barbers would be like, you have beautiful curly hair. You do. You have, I mean, I can tell your hair is like beautiful. And, um, and also too, like I started getting salt and pepper really young at a really young age. Like I probably, I was like in my early twenties when, it, when I st- my hair started growing um, like white hair and I was so self-conscious of that too. And I would always dye it. Um, and I think I reached a point in my early, I feel like in my early thirties and my friend was like, I'm going to tell you something. You, when you dye your hair, you look ridiculous. <laughs> Cause the roots grow, would grow out. So it would be like right. white at the it would be white at the root and then the, the tips would be black. And she's like, you look, you look like you're going crazy. Like you need to just embrace the whiteness in your hair, just embrace right. whatever the hair could be. Um, and it took me a really long time to unlearn that and unlearn the shame about having my hair. 
That's See, thank you, thank you for sharing that story because to me, that's what it's all about. It's feeling comfortable in your own skin and embracing what you once thought was a flaw. Embracing it now is like a thing of beauty. Yeah, and you know what? I when during the, when we first went into lockdown, like the very first when when pandemic when the COVID first hit, I just let my right. hair grow. I just let it grow like it was a full fro. My hair grows out. It doesn't oh my fall. God. I want to see. You need to send me pictures. I need to see pictures. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. And then, I thank you. And then it just started getting curly. And then you, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it. So then I shaved the sides, but I kept the length on top because it was just like this curly thing. And I was just, and everyone loved it. And people were just like, you should just leave your hair that way. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to like straighten or like cut my hair short. I'm just going to leave my hair curly and long. I don't know. Yeah, you better you better like stay true to that because that's yeah. to me. I like how you can tie that back into soul sexuality, right? Correct. Because I would look myself in the mirror and I would touch everything. Like I would run my hands to my even when I'm in bed. I'll like now I'll like run my hands to my hair and then I'll touch my dick. And so what I'm trying to teach myself is that connection of like, oh, I'm, my hair is beautiful. And it turns me on. Yes. And that's and that's what I did to a lot of my body parts. I did that with my stomach because I don't like I mean, I'm a thick guy and I, I did that with my chest. I did that with my right. feet. I did that with like um my butt. I'm really self-conscious about my butt. So these are the things. So when people ask me, like, how did you learn to like love your body? This is what it is. You're making the connection, right. you're touching right. yourself everywhere, and you're you're mapping out places in your body that need more oh attention. My God. You're going to make me get off this call and like do that. You you don't know how inspiring that is and what a powerful tool that is. You need to like tweet that out because that that really is important. I'm not even joking. It's very important. It is important because I get a lot of men that have a lot of body shame, and no one wants to talk about it. But we people need to understand that body shame happens a lot to men. A lot. What's so interesting about that is here you are. You have a thinner guy. And you have a thicker guy. And even though you're on the thicker side of things, and they say, you know, the the goal or what, you know, what, you know, it's more masculine, it's the thicker guy or the guy with the muscles, like, you know, would be your case. We still both have dealt with body issues because our bodies are not, quote unquote, the perfect body. Mm-hmm. And self-sexuality has helped both of us in tremendous ways that we never, you know, you know, I don't think I would be where I am now without this community. I totally agree, one hundred percent. Right. So it's it really was, interesting how we're able to make that connection. And it was only when I fully, it's it's kind of like a, I don't know, I call it a come to Jesus moment a lot. You're just like, okay, here it is. Here's everything that I have to offer. Here's all my sex. Here's all my body. Here's all my baggage. Here's everything that I have what's going to take me to that next thing that's going to make me happy in my life and only when i really started to focus on solo sex and masturbation I, it felt like i was coming home to myself you had what oprah calls the aha moment you had you had your aha moment I did. Due, to, uh, due to bait life so shout out to, i mean that, that that's amazing and you really should tweet that out to your followers because that's such a powerful message that because no matter even if you have quote unquote if you think you have the proper body we all have something that we're not happy with we all have something that 
we wish we could change and we see all this as a flaw. And if we would just learn to embrace ourselves and the way the man upstairs made us, this world would be so much of a better place. Yeah. And I think also too, like at my age, it is what the fuck it is. <laughs> right. Like I turned 30 last year. And do you know how fucking annoying it was to go through your 30th birthday in a pandemic? But I'm to the point where now I just don't stuff that I would used to let bother me. I don't know if it's because I'm getting to that age or if I'm at that age or whatever the case may be. I just let it roll off my back. Like the only person I can control is myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my God. Um, thank you so much for this, this talk. I've, I've had such a wonderful time talking to you. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this talk. I needed this talk. Um, um, you are such a powerful force and I thank you. Thank you. For, let me just say this. Thank you for inviting me on and giving me time to uh, talk about uh, soul sets and bait life and fraud because what you are doing is changing our community and you're giving a voice to baiters everywhere. Representation matters, bait life matters, everything matters. You're giving a voice to PLC baiters. And that's what's needed because we are out here and we are, we're out here. We're out here. We need to be heard and seen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That's a very, it's a very sweet compliment. And I'm going to continue to do it for the culture. I'm going to continue to do it. So if people are listening, then I'm going to continue to do it. Please continue to do it because we need you. We need you. And I hope, wait, I have a question. Am I the Mm -hmm. first Black Vader that you've had on here? Yes. See, okay, so I want other, I want you to have other Black Baiters on here. I will. That is my goal. I really do. My goal here really is to make the, the podcast as diverse and inclusive as possible. Um, yes. And it's hard, it's difficult because people scheduling and and I think also too, a lot of people still have sex shame and so they don't really want to like have a conversation about it. But I feel like people like you and other guests that I've had on my show make it much more um, safe and comfortable. And I think people start to listen to us having a conversation. It could be, it, it takes away, um, it takes away the scariness of it all. Right. right. Yeah. So I thank you too, for being brave and, and being on this podcast and talk about all thank these things. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope, you know, I hope you continue to uh, reach out to more black baiters and more baiters of color because you know we're doing it for we're doing it for the culture like you said yeah for the culture so thank you so much (laughs) you're welcome so let everyone know where they can find you promote everything that you're doing and what you have okay if you are on bait world you can follow me on bait world uh at black fraud matters if you are on twitter you can follow me on twitter at tennessee baiter Tennessee Bader, of course, all one word. Uh, just look me up or send me a message, and I hope everybody likes this episode. This podcast is amazing, and I thank you so much for having me on here. But look me up those two places. Shoot me a message. We can talk about bait, fraud, likes, dislikes. I love getting messages like that. Yeah, perfect. And you're so smart to talk to, so why wouldn't anyone want to talk to you? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and I'm your boy, BC Bader. You can find me all over social media. 
Thank you again so much for having this conversation. I learned so much um, and I really hope our listeners get a lot out of this. And I will see you on the next episode of the Betascape podcast. See you later. Hey, sexy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Betascape. As a friendly reminder, I am a current sex coach in training, training in the Somatica method. If you're interested in my coaching services, send me a message at beastlybater at gmail.com.